up, Pod Squad? I'm so excited you're here. It means so much to me that you tune in every week. And I got to ask you a favor. I got to, I got to, I have to. If you are a frequent flyer of the Wicked Fearless podcast, it would mean the world to me. If you could leave a five-star rating and maybe a little comment review. I know this seems really silly or small, but it does wonders for getting the podcast out into the universe in a bigger way so that it can impact even more people. So if you love this podcast, as amazing as it is of word of mouth and sharing with your friends, it would just be so, so cool if you could leave a five-star rating and a review. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now let's get into it. So I've been really just marinating in this concept of soul sludge, soul sludge. I know. And it's really coming from the past few events I've done and different stages I've spoken on or, and I've really been very, very grateful to have spoken on these stages. It's been really, really cool. The last month or so has been just so cool. Um, there's a version of me many, many years ago, many moons ago, that's like screaming and jumping up and down and like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and so a lot of these events and things are, uh, I talk a lot about confidence and I talk a lot about fear and I talk about imposter syndrome. And I talk about a lot of these subjects that I, I like to talk about because I think that my goal And the reason why I was put on this earth is to help other people get through kind of their icky experiences or help people see their own self-worth and help people look in the mirror and know they are so worthy of the life that they want to create. I would say creating the life they crave or that they are so capable of the things they want if only they would give themselves the permission. And a lot of that permission and self-worth comes from these voices inside our head that aren't ours, right? So I talked about this on a recent stage of a lot about confidence and what confidence is and how do we show up more confidently in our life and bold and brave and whatever it is, is the undoing of what we have been told or things we've heard or little jabs and things people have said to us along the way in our life that we don't really realize sticks with us, right? So this is why I've been really talking about it as soul sludge. It's this gunky, icky, crap that gets stuck to our soul or our spirit and it was put there because of someone else and it's not ours to carry and it's not ours to bear and yet it's kind of sticky and gross and it weighs us down and it makes us second guess ourselves and we really feel awful a lot of times because of this lingering hanging around from something someone else did said etc etc and I really want to give y'all a visual of this because I think I, I think in pictures and I work visually very much. I think that's just how my brain works a lot and pictures and choreography and movies and music and dancing. That's the way my artistic brain thinks. And so the way I really think about it, and I know this is kind of a millennial thing, but I'm hoping you will follow me on this, is the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Whenever anybody would win an award, or I don't really remember how it would go if there were certain people that used to get slimed. And you know what I'm talking about? They'd go up to get the award, and then all this green goo would fall from the ceiling or shoot out from the podium or like shoot out from a cannon or something. But anyway, these 
celebrities or stars or whoever at the time was winning some kind of kids choice award for whatever it was would be covered from head to toe in this like gunky disgusting slime and that's really the visual that I get when I think of soul sludge it's gross it's heavy it's burdensome it doesn't make us feel good It is just really not something we should be taking with us at all. And yet, it's really hard to get rid of. It's extremely challenging to clean up and work through. And even when we're squeaky clean after taking a shower and doing all the things to get it off of us, there's still maybe like a little bit behind your ear or something like that. And that's the little voice that still whispers like, you can't do that thing. Or who are you to try to do that? So that's really the visual that I've been working with when it comes to the negative self-talk and reprogramming those little voices in my head that I recognize are not mine because no one on planet Earth was born thinking they were anything less than, right? Those were all implanted thoughts, implanted feelings from other people. Now, you may have heard me talk about this before. I call it the tiny mad idea. Now, Marianne Williamson has a book called A Course in Miracles. And her example of the tiny mad idea, it's a very like Christian-based theory book and It's really all about the tiny mad idea being like our separation from God and, you know, us thinking we're imperfect when we were really made perfect, all this stuff. But when I talk about the tiny mad idea, I'm talking about this idea that was unbeknownst to us because why would we ever think less than ourselves? And someone else pointed out something that was wrong with us or something that wasn't okay or something that didn't work or this or that or you're this or you're that. And and it never even occurred to us because obviously we think we're awesome. Like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, and that's the tiny mad idea that I mean that got implanted in our brains, right? It was someone else's They put it on us and now we're the ones that have the soul sludge, the sliminess, and we have to do everything we can to get squeaky clean and get rid of that little inkling behind our ear or, you know, in our hair, in our like our scalp or whatever it is. I'm I'm really giving you the visual like it's just like dirty or like whatever is still lingering around even when you've taken a shower. And honestly, I gave the example also of Steve Aoki always, he's this big EDM DJ. If you don't know who Steve Aoki is, I don't know. You, you must live under a rock. You, you really must. Or you're like, I don't know, maybe 60 plus years old, 50 plus years old. I even think if you're in your fifties, you probably heard of Steve Aoki. Uh, I digress. Big EDM DJ. Every time he does a set anywhere, he takes a giant birthday cake and somebody who's on someone's shoulders, you know, in the crowd, he'll throw a birthday cake at them. And it gives me the same visualization as the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards of like, no matter what you do, when you go home and take a shower, there is going to be like sour milk or some crap still in your hair. And that crap is what I mean by soul sludge. These tiny mad ideas, these voices that tell us, that we can't, that we're not worthy, 
who am I to do that thing? And so I want to give you a few little takeaways of what to do if you run up against these voices, because we all do from time to time. I don't know a single person on planet earth that doesn't deal with this in some capacity, shape, or form at different points throughout their life. Now, the voices might get quieter when we're in a really good juicy place in our life and everything is going great and we're feeling really good. And then they might ramp up and get louder if things are kind of not feeling so great or something's going on or somebody deliberately does something to hurt us or says something really mean to us or there's some kind of situation that wakes up that voice again and it gets really loud or we're stepping into different roles where that voice gets really loud like and and sounds a lot like imposter syndrome so there's a lot of little kind of sandboxes and arenas this voice can play and it can get really really loud or it can get really really quiet and I think at the end of the day it is more or less ever present and it's what we do and how we talk to it that really can determine how we're going to feel as we walk out into our day. So this is what I find really helpful about pushing that negative self-talk back. I really think that when it comes to those voices that pop up in our head, the first thing that's really helpful for me is identifying the source. Like, whose voice is this? Where is this coming from? And really recognizing where this limiting belief originated because when you understand the source it will really help you start to detach from whatever that outside influence was that is making you feel some type of way about yourself and 99% of the time I'd say it's untrue I feel like I'm getting very millennial on y'all so (laughs) I'm sorry about that just these are the visions I have so there used to be this game called operation where like you have to take the tongs and you'd have to like pull the different body parts out of this like a big thing and if you hit the sides it would be like it would buzz it would be like and that's the that's what I really think about when I think about having to identify where this came from and then extract it out of your brain, extract it out of you so that you can start to really reprogram how you're speaking to yourself, really pulling that back, like peeling the layers back of that thing and getting rid of it. Because if we don't know where it came from, then it's hard to do the work around it, right? The second thing that's extremely helpful in all of this is questioning the validity of the statement. So are these limiting thoughts or beliefs based on facts or merely someone else's opinions or fears, right? We talk about projection a lot. And sometimes the things that people project onto us are really just their own insecurities and fears or limitations. And then we get wrapped up into it. So one thing I can think of from my own life, that's super quick example, was when I auditioned for Patriots Cheerleading. And I love using this as an example because it was such a, it was such a crazy thing and I learned so much from it. And it's just, it serves as such a great experience in my life because I got to extract so much about myself from it. But the example I have is I could play this record of I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not whatever enough when it came to the team or I could simply look at the facts and say, you know what, Mads? You got out danced. There wasn't any validity around all these statements I was saying in my head, except for 
the one fact, like what is the fact here? The fact here is I got outdanced because I wasn't as skilled in this particular field as the other girls I went up against, period. And yet at the time, I was probably playing 100,000 different records of all the reasons why I wasn't good enough. And yet it really just came down to one factual statement or like I say a lot of times to any women I'm working with, what are the facts? What are the facts? And a lot of times when we sit down and we really think about the true and tried, the tried and true statements of what is actually factual on the table, it is so, so wildly different from whatever record we're playing in our brain. That's number two. Number three is really just about challenging the belief and analyzing the belief and the thought that your inner critic is presenting you and asking yourself if this is serving me in a positive way or holding me back. So a lot of times when we have these beliefs or thoughts, if we let them run away with us, it's really not serving us in any in any positive way. So why would we let it persist, right? I refer to this a lot as riding the pony to the badlands. It's when your mindset or your inner critic just runs away with you, just absolutely takes you to the badlands. And I talk about the badlands a lot. And let me give you my visual of what the badlands are. The part in The Lion King where the hyenas eat everything and it's like really barren and scary and there's like bones and like those like scraggly trees and there's just nothing good going on there, like nothing good going on there. That's the badlands of your brain that your inner critic likes to ride the pony all the way to. I mean, it likes to take you to the worst case scenario. It likes to feed you the worst thing and just keep you down, 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 down. And we have to do everything in our power to not let it do that. And I think that's really just comes down to asking yourself the simple question, is this serving me in a positive way or not? And if it's not, as it most likely isn't in many cases, then what can I do about it in this moment to change it? And that's the reroute of your brain. That is the rerouting right there. And sometimes that's the most powerful point for anybody that's doing any work around this. The most powerful point is when you reclaim your power back and say, nope, actually, nope, that's not serving me. Let me, let me try that again. And sometimes I will do this in the moment. And if you're in a conversation with me and sometimes I'll say something and I'm like, wait, let me say that differently. I'll be talking to someone and I'll be like, oh, so hard. And and I'll be like, you know, riding the pony, riding the pony to the Badlands. And I'll literally say mid conversation, wait, I can say that better. I'm having a really challenging experience right now. This is how I'm feeling. And even just correcting myself in the moment of how I'm describing it and the narrative that I'm buying into in my own brain is so helpful. And it's powerful in the sense that I'm in control of my narrative, literally what is coming out of my mouth right now. And I can rework it and mold it into what I want it to be. And that leads us to the fourth principle or practice, which is reframing the narrative and taking control of your inner dialogue and turning the negative thoughts into positive and empowering statements. Exactly like I just said, sometimes that looks like in the moment, correcting the way you're speaking. And I feel like as I'm saying this, I'm probably making it sound a lot easier 
than it actually is. Oh, here's four statements and you can go try this and and you can like take it and do what you want with it. But honestly, it is really helpful. These four are the most helpful when it comes to really turning the car around and being like, nope, I'm going to go the way I want to go. I'm in the driver's seat. I'm the one that's driving. I'm the one that's choosing how I speak. I'm choosing to cast away this thought. I'm not buying into this belief anymore because it doesn't serve me positively. So why do I keep buying into it? Sometimes the most powerful thing, like I said, is acknowledgement. You cannot change if you don't first acknowledge what's going on that's not serving you. Acknowledgement and self-awareness are like the unleaded premium fuel, the premium gasoline you can put in your car to take you where you want to go in your life because it's all about that self-awareness and the acknowledgement because that's really where the work can begin because now you're you're really looking at the mirror, whoa, of what's going on. Okay, I see it now. Let me go. Let me go extract it. Let me figure this out. Let me go toe to toe with it and dance a little bit and figure out what's going on here. Where is this coming from? And then how can I solve it? How can I extract it? How can I fix it? How can I mold it? How can I make it sound the way I want it to sound? How can I move it in the direction that I would like to go? Because I want to project myself into the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario. I want to go to the best possible outcome and not the worst possible outcome. I want to stay in the positive and not the negative because Because as I focus on the good, the good gets better always. So that's the sludge, the soul sludge, if you will, that we all get bogged down and kind of hit with as we travel through life on life's little journey, life's little game. And hopefully those four things might be able to help you out this week if you find yourself just being really unkind to yourself or saying really mean things that you're like, is this my voice? Is that my voice? Like Isma and Emperor's New Groove. This episode honestly should have came with a prerequisite. So I apologize, but I don't apologize. Sorry, not sorry. I hope that you have at least heard of some of the entertainment media that we've talked about in here. And if not, I hope that the four principles can help you in a time where you might need them the most And that's really what I wanted to bring you on this solo dolo podcast episode today. As I said in the beginning, stars, subscribe, comment on the podcast, share it with a friend. And if you want to hang out with me beyond the podcast on the interwebs, you can come find me at Mads Tads, M-A-D-D-Z-T-A-D-D-Z on Instagram. I love hearing from y'all. I love suggestions for the podcast. I love seeing your tags of you walking on the beach with your dog or doing whatever it is while you're out listening to the podcast. It's so freaking cool to see it out in the world and it never ever gets old. I am always humbled. I am always grateful and it's the coolest thing forever and ever. Amen. Until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.